Had it front shot off the post, rebound, score! Paul Cotter follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Waugh! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out inside the Underground Lounge, inside the Oil Hotel and Casino. Chris Chapman. Is back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... As we do every single Wednesday afternoon, we are hanging out at the Oyo Hotel and Casino inside the Underground Lounge from 4 to 6 p.m. for the BGK Insider Show. I've got a lot for you, too. There's swag to come on down. Just grab. It's right off the table. You don't have to do anything. Just say hello a nice friendly nod, and then take what you want from the table. We're also registering for a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Beck and Phoenix in August. If you are a fan of the music, come on down here. Put your name in the hopper. You don't even have to do anything for that. You can just, again, friendly nod, walk to the other side, fill in your name, and you can be a winner. Also, when you're down here, $1 blackjack tables, the only casino on the strip doing that. You've got a Thursday Wheel of Fortune tournament. It's a slot tournament. Phenomenal stuff. I don't know if you've ever done a slot tournament, Chapman. I know we've talked to Darren Millard about it, but Darren's out of sight at the moment. Um, Slot tournaments are just fun. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. Slot tournaments, so fun. And then uh, if you are hungry, you got North America's largest Hooters uh, here in in the building on the property. So a lot to enjoy here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Always free parking as well. Don't forget that because I know a lot of people will tell me that I shouldn't forget that. So all that being said, we have a good festive feeling now down here at the Underground Lounge. And it's really kind of par- it's, it's kind of propped up because of the Golden Knights going to Vancouver and they handle business. A two-point night last night for the Vegas Golden Knights picking up a 4-3 victory over the Vancouver Canucks. We're going to get into that. Jonathan Quick ascending the all-times wins list for U.S.-born goaltenders. That happened last night as well. We're probably going to talk goalies at some point during the course of this. We're going to get to our game ratings later on in the show. Darren will be here, and when he is, we will get to one-timers, news and notes from around the NHL. We might even talk a little bit of baseball. Yeah, we might even talk a little bit baseball because last night was one of the coolest legitimately coolest sports moments I've seen in a while. And it happens because of a best-on-best tournament. It happens because you've got two elite players on the same team facing off in a key moment in a championship game. And boy, oh boy, wouldn't it be fun if the NHL had a best-on-best tournament so we can get the likes of what we saw last night at the World Baseball Classic happening with National Hockey League players. But again, as we talked about and as we're going to reiterate over the course of the evening, the Golden Knights pick up two valuable, valuable standings points last night and a victory over the Vancouver Canucks. Vegas now takes that season series two games to one. 
Chris Chapman, I want to bring you in for just a moment because I, I, I have some strong opinions about last night's game. I wonder kind of where you fall. I thought the Golden Knights had a phenomenal first period. It was a, as connected, as dialed in a first period as you're going to see from a team right now. And then the Vancouver Canucks, got to give them a lot of credit. They've been much improved under head coach Rick Tockett. Thatcher Demko has been certainly better since getting back into the lineup after injury. And to their credit, to the Vancouver Canucks credit, this is a team that pushed hard over the final 40 minutes. Yeah, they, they're, well, the Canucks, as you mentioned, they've, they've been playing a lot better since, um, you know, the, the, the coaching change. And 7-3 and three in their last 10, they were 8-2 and two going in the last night in the last 10. So certainly not not throwing in the towel and laying down like some other teams around the league. They They are still playing hard. And despite the fact that they don't have a whole lot to play for, they're showing up to play. And that's important. And... You know, I think it speaks to the integrity of Rick Tockett and, and what he's trying to do there. He's trying to build a culture, and you don't build a culture by throwing in the towel with 20 games to go. So I think kudos to the Vancouver Canucks, first of all, for showing up and playing an NHL game and not just laying down because you're trying to get a, a, a better draft pick. But, yeah, I, I, I thought the Golden Knights played a pretty good first period. After that, I'm not so sure, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, all in all, like you mentioned, they got they got two points, and at this time of year, I don't really think it matters how you win them. I think it matters that you win them. Mm-hmm. And the Golden Knights did what they needed to do. They leave Vancouver for the last time this season with two points in hand, and now it's on to Calgary tomorrow, which I think is, is a huge, huge game for a variety of reasons. It, it is a huge game. We'll get there, I promise. But um, I, I think it's really interesting when you look at the Vancouver Canucks. You mentioned, like, you want to be playing the right way, right? Like, this is a team that if you're Rick Tockett, you come in and and it, while everybody understands the type of player Connor Bedard might turn into, if you're Rick Tockett, you look at Elias Pettersson, you look at uh, Quinn Hughes, you look at some of the young talent that's there right now in the moment. You want to try to establish a winning culture, as you mentioned. And I think for Rick Tockett, getting those guys to play as hard as they did to push back trying to win games like I know that I make light of tanking every now and again but I don't think that you look at the Vancouver Canucks over the final 40 minutes in that game like they had every reason after it was two nothing going into the second period to just make it an easy night for the Vegas Golden Knights they refused to do that and they made it real interesting there were special teams it's not every day you see a shorthanded penalty shot goal, but we got that last night. Jonathan Quick picks up his fifth win as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. He's 5-1. and one. And I guess that's where I kind of want to start the discussion. And we should also note, Darren Millard will be here. Darren Millard will, to my knowledge, make an appearance today at the Underground Lounge. So if you're one of those people listening on the radio right now, and you want to meet Darren Millard in the flesh, you want to see Darren Millard in person, come on down to the OIO Hotel and Casino, say hello to him. He will be here. And from all indications, Chapman, Darren's like on fire. Like he is, he's ready to go. Yeah, he's he's going to be tap dancing into the, yeah. the underground lounge, which by yeah. the way, I, I'm so jealous that you guys get to go there every Wednesday because first of all, here it's a great place and it's really close to a really good Hooters wing place. So I'm always a fan of that. But every time I'm every time I'm back here in the studio, I just get jealous because, as Darren mentioned, I always light up with the music. Yeah, yeah. And while we were waiting for for the show to start, I heard a bunch of good songs, and I'm like, man, I I I think I hear churches, and I think I hear 
Um, I think the Kongs were playing, and every time you guys are there, yeah. they're playing great music. I don't know what song is playing right now. I don't think I've heard it before, but it's not bad. Like, they play great music at that place, and... and I think if I'm looking to hang out somewhere, that's one of the one of the because nobody wants to go to a place where they play crappy music, right? Well, like, sure. like yeah. isn't that the worst? You go to a bar, it's not good, and the music's terrible. Yeah. Every time you guys are there, I hear nothing but great music. That that to me is the sign of a great place to hang out. I'd like to believe that good music kind of follows me around, but it it, it I like it's not following me around here every single week. The playlist never fails. Yeah, it's it's great. It delivers. They deliver. It's okay. it's awesome. So. Darren Millard is certainly going to have a burr under his saddle. He's going he's gonna to have some fun when he gets here because I, I think Darren threw out a statistic last night prior to uh, kind of throwing it to me for the pregame show in which he talked about the Golden Knights not, not going to Vancouver and, and failing to register a point. Like the Golden Knights come out with points every single time they go up to Vancouver, and he felt really, really important – when that came to fruition. So I'm sure Darren's going to be in rare form when he gets down here. So just preparing everybody. But again, he'll be here, so you can come say hello. You know, say the, hi to Darren the thing is, he's not the kind of guy to be shy about about taking a victory lap. No, no, no. He's the most humble person I know. So, yeah, I, I, I think maybe some people may maybe uh, have some shade thrown their way from him oh. today. Yeah, Rita, if you're listening, I think Darren's coming for you. <laughs> and, like, I don't want to start a war here. I really don't. But I think, Rita, if you're listening, Darren's coming for you. And, and by all means, if, if there's an opportunity for a rebuttal, Chapman, just open the phone lines for Rita. Yeah, That's I all better, I'm saying. I, I, I better turn the, the profanity delay on, too. That's <laughs> <laughs> going to be a blast. And, and Darren's going to want to take a victory lap. And, and as he should, he's at every right to go in – Come in here, take a victory lap, and, and really ham and egg it. And we know that he will because, again, as we mentioned, most humble guy in radio. But I do want to talk about goaltending. And, and I know that we had the conversation a couple of days ago. I know we're going to have the conversation probably every single day between now and the end of the regular season. What does it look like in the playoffs for the Golden Knights? That's going to be a question. However, what do you do tomorrow against the Calgary Flames? Like, and maybe maybe it's too heavy. Maybe it's overthinking it. Like, what do you do if you're Bruce Cassidy and Sean Burke? You look at Vegas, Calgary. You know how it went the last time. Calgary comes into T-Mobile Arena. They beat you 7-2. What do you do with your goaltending? Because it would be, if it's Logan Thompson, his first game in quite a while, right? First game since first week or so of February. I, how do you how do you go into it? Do you go back to Jonathan Quick? Do you go to Logan Thompson? What do you say? Well, the first thing, and for me, the first thing that 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 comes to mind is Logan Thompson is is available to play. He was he was on the bench last night. He yep. was he was a number two, so he's clearly good to go in in terms of that department. I am throwing Logan Thompson into it tomorrow night because to me. While it's not a playoff game, I feel like it is for the Calgary Flames. So they're going to be playing desperate. They're going to bring everything tomorrow night because they want to beat this team again for this what will be the third time this season mm-hmm. that Calgary will have beaten Vegas. So I think it's a, it's, it's a moment where while you can't simulate the playoffs, like you can't, you can't ramp it up if you're Vegas because clearly it's not a playoff game for them. But for Calgary, I feel like it is. So I, 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 it might be a barometer to see how Logan Thompson would, would play 
in a potential playoff game. And and it's again, it's it's not really for Vegas, but Calgary's desperate. They need every single point they can get. And they're gonna they're gonna they're probably gonna play their best game. You well, <laughs> then again, it's Calgary who, who who can't seem to piece together three or four good games in a row. I was gonna say, you sure about that, Chapman? But they seem to play their best against Vegas. They seem to really, really show up and play Vegas. The three other games they've played this year against Vegas have been pretty good games. They've played well, and I think in all three. Um, so the other aspect is, look, I, I, it may not matter. Maybe it does. But Calgary's Logan Thompson's hometown. Sure. He's going to – I would imagine Logan Thompson not only will be juiced to get back into action, uh-huh. but he'll be juiced to be playing in front of his hometown crowd. So – Maybe that doesn't matter to him. Maybe it does. I, I I don't know. But there's for me, there's a lot of intangibles that make me lean towards Logan Thompson. And the other aspect is you got to get him game action, right? Like y- y- you have to play him. So every game down the stretch is important. It doesn't matter if it's Calgary tomorrow, Edmonton uh, on Saturday, Edmonton on Tuesday. They're all important games. So at some point, you got to put him in and play an important game. So no time better than tomorrow. So, Okay. You, when we did the exercise, you said you wanted Logan Thompson starting how many games? Six. You want him starting six. And so Jonathan Quick's performance last night doesn't change you, doesn't sway you in that at all, does it? No, because I'm a, I'm a believer that a guy who, who gets injured, mm-hmm. who is your starter, yeah. should have every opportunity to prove that he's still the starter when he comes back from injury. Now, if, if, if you throw him in the next two or three nights he plays and he's not very good, then maybe they, maybe my, my, my thought on how many games he should get changes. But until he gives you a reason to show you that he's not the number one guy, I think you got to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's, he's been good enough when he's been in there that he is the number one guy. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm there at the moment. Not because I don't believe Logan Thompson can be the guy. He was the guy the first 55 60 games of the year like that that doesn't change anything for me right but i i just believe that winning the division i believe finishing in first place i believe not wanting to disrupt too much when you've got a lineup that's going and finding ways to win i think that's the expectation right now and so as much as you want to bring a guy along as much as you want to get logan thompson right back in there I thought Jonathan Quick was pretty good last night. Like the third period, I, I like you can quibble with the with the goal from Phil G, Di Giuseppe. Like I, I, that's fine. Do do what you're gonna do. But I thought Jonathan Quick made a number of really good saves, key saves, especially late. He was under siege the entire third period, and comes through with a victory. Like I, I I don't know that I go away from that when you've got an opportunity to really really put the Calgary Flames on the ropes. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. That that quick ha- he did play really well last night. And as you mentioned, they were they were bombarded mm. or he was bombarded with shots, I thought, in that third period. It was funny because I was watched with my wife and when when De Giuseppe scored that goal, I said, you know what, I feel like Vegas is gonna need to, to score another goal to win this game because I, I, I just feel like Vancouver's gonna gonna tie it up. They're gonna make a push. And Vegas was able to flip a switch, and they were able to shut Vancouver down and not allow another puck in the net. But Quick did play good. Look, penalty shot, I never blame a goalie for that. Like, it's just... What, what, do, you say, what do you say when the idea is out there that if you've got a guy on a clear-cut breakaway, you just let him take the shot? You don't, I, you don't impede him, you don't foul him, because then you're, 
putting your goaltender in a position where, you know, if, if they – if they get the save on the initial shot, now they've got to make a breakaway save twice. Well, I think it depends on the situation because obviously a shorthanded goal changes momentum regardless of if it's on a penalty shot or if he comes in unimpeded and scores. I think you got to try to make a play, but I do see your 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 point there as well. In that situation, Vegas was up, what, 2-1 two, two to one or 2 nothing at that point? Yeah. I think given the situation, you're up 2 nothing. Maybe maybe you don't you don't you don't commit the penalty and and you let your goal. I mean, quick was dialed in. Sure. So, yeah. I, I I think maybe you take your chances with quick. I mean, a penalty shot I think is is one of those. It's almost like a fifty fifty proposition. I know the percentages say that that guys generally don't score more, uh, but you know it's it's you're you're, you're taking a gamble. It is a gamble, um, but again, I, I think for you know, if you look at the game on, on the whole, if you look at the 60 minutes that, that Jonathan Quick put in, not a lot in that first period, just these five shots from the Vancouver Canucks, uh, and then the second period opens wide up because of special teams. As you mentioned, Chapman, there was a, a breakaway opportunity shorthanded for JT Miller. He gets impeded from behind, turns into a penalty shot. They score. Vancouver gets a lot of jump from that, and then... Teddy Bluger puts a puck in that has really no business going in. Like, Thatcher Demko has everything sealed up. Teddy Bluger's able to sneak it by him. The Golden Knights wrestle momentum back. Like, if I'm looking at the second period uh, as, as its own piece in the game, I was pretty pleased with the Golden Knights' ability to be resilient. There were times, certainly when JT Miller scored the penalty shot and then when he scored the power play goal, where I feel like momentum could have swung one way or another, and the Golden Knights found a way to kind of wrestle that back. And they, they did it because you got really strong shifts and strong, smart play from the likes of Teddy Bluger, Brett Howden, and Michael Amadio. Like, I thought the fourth line for the Golden Knights was dialed in and playing the right way all throughout the game. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Vegas gets contributions from three guys who a month ago, we didn't even know were going to be on the roster. So... You have Pavel Dorofeyev, who scores another game-winning goal. I saw someone I saw someone throw out today, Skorofeyev. I kind of like that. I think that's oh, okay. that's that's pretty cool. Right. But um, you know, and, and and Jonathan Quick played well, and then you get the the, the goal from Teddy Bluger. So I I, I thought it it, it kind of shows that that the moves that this team made at the deadline, mm-hmm. while nothing super flashy, like they didn't go out and get a Patrick Kane or or even JT Miller. But I feel like it, it, it just kind of emphasizes that sometimes you don't need to go out and get those guys. It's, it's the depth guys. It's, it's the role players that are going to help you win in the, in, in the summer or late, late spring and help you raise that cup. Um, you know, like last year, Tampa went out and got Nick Paul. And, and, I mean, people were like, okay. And then what does he do? He goes and basically wins game seven for them against the Leafs. So I think a lot of times those moves, while maybe under the radar, Okay. They're what are going to help you win, and, and you mm-hmm. get the contributions from guys who who were maybe an afterthought back in February. Who was the Golden Knights' best player last night? I thought I I don't think he had anything that really blew blew me off. You know, blew us away on the score sheet. I think he had an assist, but Alex Petrangelo mm-hmm. is is having a phenomenal last two weeks of games. He he's been really good. I thought he was really good last night. Um, I, he did have an assist. 
I think it's cool that Riley Smith extended his his point streak to now a a record nine games for him. Yep. But Petrangelo was good. I thought Quick was good. Um, they 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 had a couple guys. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Quick was was probably what won in the game. Yeah, I, I think Jonathan Quick was great. I love late season playoff push, Phil Kessel. I, I don't know about you. But this is the version of Bill Kessel, I think, that everyone was looking for, everyone was waiting for. Scores in consecutive games. It's a beautiful goal to open up the scoring for the Vegas Golden Knights. We talked about how important, right, scoring first is for this Golden Knights team. And scoring early. And scoring early, right. Three minutes into the game, Phil Kessel just absolutely hand of the pizza, goes in on a breakaway, <laughs> outweights Thatcher Demko. Just a beautiful move. But there's there's other aspects to Phil's game right now. Like, it's not just the fact that he's producing. He's finding ways to be impactful on the defensive side of the puck. Like, there's an extra gear that he's hitting more regularly over the course of a, of a 60-minute game. And I'm here for the competitiveness of Phil Kessel. I thought Teddy Bluger was fantastic. He was great in the face-off circle all night last night, I, I think there's a responsibility that his game brings about. And when you start to think about what this team can look like when they're fully healthy, when you start to think about, okay, Keegan Colasar, Teddy Bluger, how do you kind of maximize that fourth line? What player do you put to accompany those two? Then you think about Nick Waugh, where he can fit up or down or into this lineup right now. Paul Cotter playing well, physical, heavy, like, this is a Golden Knights team that, that, as we mentioned yesterday, has so many options. But I love the game from Phil Kessel. I loved how engaged he was, how you can see that as the temperature is rising down the stretch, so is the level of his game. Well, kind of quietly has hit 30 points on the yeah, season. Yeah, absolutely. William Carlson has been phenomenal, and he was great again last night. When the forecheck was going well, and it was going well on Riley Smith's goal, William Carlson made at least two or three pressure plays that forced Vancouver into bad spots. Then Pavel Dorofiev follows it up with his, his lanes and his pressure, and all of a sudden it, it, it ends in a turnover and an absolute beauty of a pass for a rocket one-timer. Like, William Carlson, to me, has been everything the Golden Knights have needed him to be. And I know the goal totals aren't going to blow you away for William Carlson, but this guy is putting this team on his back in this moment, playing all the heavy minutes defensively, lining up and checking roles alongside Pavel Dorofiev, who, who's a rookie in this league, and the defensive metrics are not falling off at all because of how good Carlson and Riley Smith are at, at, at playing that side of the puck. Like They're always on the right side of the puck. They're always pressuring in the right spots. And to me, it's been really exciting to see this level of play out of William Carlson. Well, here here's something that, that might be sliding under the radar a little bit, but William Carlson is on pace for, for well over 50 points, but his career high in assists is 35. Yeah, He's at 34 right now. So while he doesn't have the 43 goals to go along with, with the big-time assists, he's going to pass his career high in assists. And he's on pace for his, his, I believe, his second highest point total. 78 was in the 17-18 year, and 56 was the following year. So he's not too far off, but he's having his best season in a couple of years, and it kind of makes you wonder if it was maybe the system that was, was kind of hampering what William Carlson was doing the last few years. Mm. But William Carlson's back to being the guy that we've expected him, what we've wanted him to be. But, Ryan, I'm going to point something out to you because 
while it doesn't get the hoopla and it probably won't get the, the, the attention it deserves, the play that Jack Eichel made yeah. as time was winding down, yep. like that's something that I think people haven't really seen because they, we, we've only seen Eichel for a year, right? So, mm-hmm. so and, and unless you were a Sabres fan, you weren't really watching him a ton. But everything I heard from Buffalo fans was well Eichel doesn't get back he doesn't yeah, he doesn't play I, defense I don't know how much I'd listen to that and time. and Ryan I mean while it, it it's it's not the game winning play it certainly iced the game when he gets back and, and he takes the puck away I can't remember who he took it away from oh it was Quinn Hughes from Quinn Hughes who, yeah. who then is forced to commit a penalty mm-hmm. so advantage for Vancouver with the six on four or six on five is done and I, I, I thought that, you know, it was, it was a huge play in, in, as time was winding down, right? Like, you want your, play, your best players to make a clutch play. Yeah. And we don't talk about it as much on the defensive end as we do on the offensive end. But that was a clutch play by Jack Eichel, who is going to play in the playoffs for the first time in his career. And that was, that's the type of play that helps you win playoff series. Well, it was just it was just a doggedness on the puck, right? It was not allowing Quinn Hughes, who was exceptional last night for the Vancouver Canucks, you're just not allowing him to make a free play, right? And and you're pressuring and you're trying to create some type of confusion, some type of havoc. You're trying to steal that puck, put the game away with an empty net goal. And you talk about clutch plays. Usually we're only talking about goals and points, right? We're only talking about, okay, did he steal the puck and put an empty netter away? No, he didn't do that. But what did he do? He took the advantage away. He won a puck battle and forced Quinn Hughes into taking a penalty that also takes away their man advantage, but takes away their best option in terms of quarterbacking. Yeah, over that over 60 Hughes. assists on the yeah, season. 100%. So, like, I'm with you right there. I thought Jack Eichel, the, the play that he made at the end of the game on Quinn Hughes, it doesn't show up in the score sheet. It doesn't show up in his stats at the end of the year that kind of prove to you where Jack's game's at right now. What it does do is it wins you hockey games. It's winning hockey. And, and I think that that's going to be one of the things that Jack unfairly is going to have to prove over the course of his career in the playoffs is that he can play play playoff hockey winning hockey he can sacrifice maybe the statistics in order to make the plays the little plays the big plays the the clutch plays in the context of a game winning games and that's what he did last night i I have no issue with jack eichel's game last night now do i want to see more offense do i want to see jack driving play I, i mean they were there they had great opportunities in the first period Ivan Barbashev, Jonathan Marcheseau all had really good looks. Like, I thought that line was buzzing through the first 20 minutes. Thatcher Demko was just a little bit better. But the fact that Jack Eichel was able to effectively ice the game because of hustle, that, that he was able to ice the game because he just didn't give up on a puck, like, that's what you want to see from your superstar player. And that, I think, is the growth and the evolution of Jack Eichel's game that we've started to see over the course of the season. Yeah, I, I've been really impressed with the way he gets back. Like, yeah. like it, it, it's it's one of those aspects of his game that I think gets overlooked. And I think there, there's certainly a lot of people who, who purposely overlook it because they don't like him for whatever reason. Sour Buffalo fans. But, yeah, well... But, you know, I, I think you mentioned winning hockey, yep. and the play he made last night is is a winning hockey play. It's a high IQ hockey play, right? Because he, he certainly, if, if he doesn't take the puck away, Vancouver has an opportunity to maybe push up the ice, and, and who knows what happens at that point. But as you mentioned, 
you get you, you get the puck, but you get their 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 quarterback off the ice. Quinn Hughes is having a season that I think, you know, if Vancouver was better, I don't know if he would win the Norris, but I think he would kind of be in the discussion. Yeah. For it with the season he's having, yeah, granted only six goals, but you look at his assist total and and it's off the charts. So it also created a, a face-off in your zone for the, for Vegas. So again, even if Vancouver wins the face-off, they have very little time to get up the ice and and, and give you a push. So um, you know, it was one of those things that maybe, like you mentioned, doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But when you watch the game, it's something you had to be impressed by. All right, so. I don't know if you saw this, Chapman. Last night's three stars of the game are as follows. Quinn Hughes, third star of the game. Fair Alex enough. Petrangelo, second star of the game. First star, JT Miller. Um, I'm going <laughs> to ask for – I'm sidestepping this completely. I'm asking for your three stars of the game last night. Not, not for the whole game. Throw Vancouver out of it. Who were your three stars for Vegas? Well – I'm fine with Petrangelo being on there. Okay. I think because he has the game-winning goal, I think Dorofeyev gets on there. But I think, like I said earlier, I think they win the game because of Jonathan Quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, the fact that he's not on there is is kind of funny. But it's home cooking, so it's to be expected, right? Visiting goalie gave up three goals, at least on the stat sheet. He's not going to... So so as good as Jonathan Quick was last night, you're still you're still kind of in the in the camp of all right I want to see Logan Thompson Yeah because cuz you know what I want to see Logan Thompson with a fire lit under his ass cuz I feel like he's going <laughs> to have one uh, you always go back to that What the the I I I just I love mean, you're, see, you're seeing Jonathan Quick motivated Yeah but I I how how good can Logan Thompson be now with with uh-huh. motivation and and yeah. Jonathan Quick looking over his shoulder so That's a fair question I I like that First of all I love Logan Thompson to begin with because I I always root for for guys like him who have this ridiculous story on their journey to the NHL and sure it was beaten a bit last year but the guy, guys like that don't lose their fire. They don't lose their passion. They don't lose that chip on their shoulder. And I think you have you may have added to the chip on his shoulder. So I want to see him in a highly motivated situation like, like I imagine he will be when he gets back in net. Sure. And I, I think there's no perfect, there's no better chance than tomorrow night. All right. Well... We await anxiously the arrival of Darren Millard. I, I know I, I keep promising it. I keep saying that it's going to happen. We are anxiously awaiting the victory lap that Darren gets to take because he threw out a statistic. And wouldn't you know it, for the first time in his life, he throws out a statistic and it doesn't come back to bite him in the butt. It's amazing. I don't know how it happened, but stick taps all around to the Golden Knights for going into Vancouver and making Darren Millard look like a very, very smart man. We are hanging out right now at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. $1 blackjack table is the only casino on the strip doing that, so you want to come down, say hello. You can put your name in the hopper for a chance to win Beck and Phoenix tickets in August. That's going to be a stellar show. And if you're listening later on, we have an opportunity for you to win a couple pairs of tickets to see the Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. That's right. We have Oilers, Vegas. That's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. It's Tuesday. So we're going to take a break. Come back with more on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Rolling along here on a Wednesday, it's the BGK Insider Show. Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. 
I'm hanging out at the Underground Lounge inside the Oil Hotel and Casino. Plenty of time to get down here. I'll be out at 6, but we've got swag for you to win. We've got a pair of tickets that you can register for to see Beck and Phoenix at the Michelob Ultra Arena on August 12th. Always free parking down here at the Oyo and North America's largest Hooters restaurant. Food in there is fantastic. So if you've never been to a Hooters, I suggest you just come down here, say hello to me, and then just go directly across from where I'm sitting. I can, I can see North America's largest Hooters staring me at the face. Uh, also home of the $2 Bud, Bud Light, and Michelob Ultra. Like, listen, there's a lot of stuff that you can get into, a lot of fun that can be had down here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. So do not be square. Come say hello to me. Um, congratulations are in order. No, not for Darren Millard. Not for Darren Millard. There is somebody that accomplished something even better than what Darren accomplished yesterday, and that was being right on a statistic. Jonathan Quick moves into number two overall sole possession in terms of all-time wins U.S.-born goaltenders. He passes John Van Beesbrook with his 375th career win, and he sits now just behind Ryan Miller, who has 391. So a big night for Jonathan Quick. He played well for sure, but then there's a little bit of history. And, and you know, Chapman, when you are uh, somebody that follows the Golden Knights, when you are a fan of the Golden Knights or you cover the Golden Knights, uh, goaltending feats, goaltenders making history, uh, you're kind of used to it by now, aren't you? Yeah, because we, we, we got to see a guy who was setting some, some pretty big records early on in this franchise's existence. But, you know, when you look at the list of U.S.-born goalies, there's some, some pretty impressive names on there. Obviously, Connor Hellebuck is still active, and my guess is he's probably going to move up that, that chart pretty significantly before the end of his career. But Tom Barrasso was a guy who won a couple Stanley Cups with the Penguins, also the all-time assist leader for goalies. So that's kind of cool, but he passes Van Beesbrook. Obviously, he passed Mike Richter a, a, a while ago. Ryan Miller now directly in his sights, only 16 behind Miller. So you have to imagine when Jonathan Quick does hang up the skates, he will be the all-time leader in wins for U.S.-born goalies, and that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I Jonathan Quick, again, I think has been fantastic since coming to the Vegas Golden Knights. So stick taps and congratulations all the way around. Now the second all-time winningest U.S.-born goaltender, Jonathan Quick, fantastic stuff. Now, okay, I, I put a poll out there on Twitter yesterday. And, like, I know that this is something that I, I shouldn't do, right? Like, I usually get so bombarded with... Uh, negativity is what I'll say <laughs> when it comes to Twitter most of the time. However, however, I did put a poll out yesterday, and it had nothing to do with the Vegas Golden Knights because it's just it's something I find to be really funny. The Dallas Stars scored last night against the Seattle Kraken with less than a second left to push the game to overtime. Chapman, would it surprise you at all to learn that the Dallas Stars then lost that game in overtime? No, no, because okay. that, that's a trend. That's, <laughs> that's that a thing. Is, that's the, Chapman, that's not a trend. That is how the Dallas Stars are clinging to a division lead 71 games into the season. And, like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and gripe with the fact that there are loser points. Like, I get it. It exists. It is what it is. This is the system 
and the Dallas Stars are finding a way to play it to a tee. Dallas right now is a division leader in the Central. They have 90 points in 71 games. If you were to actually take a 500 score, and I get it, you get points for, for losses after, after regulation. I understand all that I do, but they're still effectively, at the end of the day, losses effectively at the end of the day you have lost that game regardless of whether or not you push it into 62 minutes 65 minutes or you go 17 rounds deep in a shootout you have lost that game so the dallas stars are leading their division with a legitimate record of 38 and 33 <laughs> it, it gets better because they're one game under 500 at home when you when you add regulation and overtime losses so Maybe maybe home ice advantage might not be is, is what it seems to be for the Dallas Stars, but you know I I'm 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 not a fan of loser points in general, and I understand okay. I'm with you right like the system is what it is, and and they're not going to change it. But to me, I, I I always feel like it rewards teams that get to overtime and then just try to get to a shootout. They'll take their chances in the shootout, and I think it kind of takes away from what overtime, especially three on three, overtime should be. Now I know the Dallas Stars that that's not they're not doing that, but we've seen it. We've seen teams try to take the take take the I don't even know how you would describe it in soccer. You'd say take the air out of the ball or park the bus. We've seen it in the past where teams will will, will get to overtime and they'll really not put anything forward because they don't want to lose in overtime. They'll take the chance in in, in the shootout. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. But here's the here's the poll that I put out on Twitter. And you can follow me at Ryan Hockey Guy. You can follow Chapman at Magnum702 or Fox Sports at Fox Sports LV for all of your social media handles. Make sure you, you follow us all there. Um, will the Dallas Stars hit 20 overtime slash shootout losses this season? Well, with 11 games to go, you have to think that, that yeah, they, they, they probably will. Um it, it's it's funny because you, you look at those and, and the total losses and you look at the two teams behind them in their division and Minnesota 41, 22 and eight, Colorado 41, 22 and six, obviously Colorado two games in hand there. But the wild and the avalanche, if they if either one of those teams win the division, it's because they don't have 14 losses in overtime <laughs> to go with their regulation losses. I don't know what's going on with Dallas and why they can't win games in in overtime. It's it's yeah. kind of one of those those goofy well, they things. Can get them there, Chapman. Yeah, yeah, and but and I don't get the feeling that Dallas plays intentionally to get to overtime. Like I don't think they. I think they would much prefer to win in regulation, but it's it's a it's a weird thing. Like I, it just when you look at it, it just doesn't look right because as you mentioned, thirty eight and thirty three. In what world of professional sports? Is that a first-place team? Well, the Calgary Flames might make the playoffs, and they are <laughs> the 32 and 40, Chapman. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they're even worse. 15 overtime losses to go with their 25 regulation and, losses. And listen, I, I don't know that there's a better configuration. Like, I, I don't know that a 3-2-1-0 point system uh, will have any type of difference or bearing on this. Maybe in the, maybe in the Central Division it does. I, I'm not too sure. But... What I can tell you is I am rooting for the Dallas Stars to have at least 20 regulation losses and at least 20 overtime losses. <laughs> like, I think it would be really funny if at the end of the season, 
right? The Dallas Stars make the playoffs, and they make it in, like, pretty good standing. Either they win the division, and I don't know if that's mathematically possible for what I'm proposing I want to see happen, but I would love to see Dallas legitimately make the playoffs, finish second or, or, or first or third, whatever it is, top three in the division, having 20 regulation losses and 20 <laughs> overtime losses. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like... That it means would they, would really fin- they would finish two games over 500. Yes, yes, two games over 500, and I would love to see that happen. I don't know why. I don't know why I am the way I am, Chapman. No, I, I, I don't. I, I think it's because you're in. You're you not only love chaos. You're an yeah. agent of chaos. Like you, like, you, you actively root for chaos, and that's that's about as chaotic as you as you can get. You know what would be even better if somehow they won the division and finished at 40 and 42. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Like, there's a chance, right, where this team can can get one more regulation loss, and then they could finish with 102 points. It's legitimately <laughs> possible. It's a thing that can happen. Uh, but we'll stop this discussion because I've got to tell you, Darren Millard is here. Oh, he's no more. He's not sitting at red lights anymore, huh? Darren Millard is walking into the building. <laughs> there's a rush of people that are swarming Darren as he walks up. Everyone's asking him about the Beck tickets. Where do they have to sign up? Where can they win them? All of that stuff. So we'll take a break right now. We'll come back with a fired up Darren Millard on the VGK Insider Show. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Darren Millard. I'm a winner. Okay. Winner of $1 blackjack. <laughs> winner when it comes to Sports Talk Radio. Yes. And winner at challenging you type of people. You and Rita and Stephanie. Me. And Mike. What are you, what are you, all ta- what are you, you talking people about me? That, that dare to challenge whether or not I can throw out stats no, at no, a no, moment's no, 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 notice no. and tempt fate. I owned last night i'm being misrepresented no 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 you're one of them you're one of them stop 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 i'm being misrepresented i don't believe in any of that but i find it really funny that every time you throw it out there it usually blows up in your face no and this is like this is the one time in three and a half years that you've thrown a stat out and it hasn't blown up in your face no no last night i i went at it uh this is a a one of a thousand five days after after the calgary a result went against us, which uh-huh, yeah. which actually was set up by the schedule maker more than anything, and and I didn't shy away at all. Rita was upset, Stephanie was upset, Charles was upset, and I said, "Don't worry, we can still educate, we yeah. can still entertain." Sure. Well, throwing out some factual stats, yeah, which was the case last night. Vegas had never failed to walk out of Vancouver without at least a single point. And what did they do last night? They doubled down, picked up a deuce in the pocket, (laughs) first place, separating it. Mallard's a winner. You guys have to eat crow. Rita, I'm sorry it had to come to this. I apologize. It was not my wish. But right now, I'm winning. Is this it? That was it? You've been building this up for an hour and 20 minutes? Am this, this is it? This is your walking victory lap? the walk after talking the talk. And I'm enjoying every minute of this it's a right now. 
And, and, and the, the sad part is, here's the really sad part. Oh, okay. Chapman and Wallace Misrepresentation. were actually cheering against the Golden Knights last night. Factually untrue. They yeah, were big, rooting. Big Canucks fans, we are. They were rooting for Vancouver, and I, yes. I, I have video proof of this. Okay. That that Wallace and Chapman mm-hmm. were so aligned in wanting to see me fail, they gave in to the lure How did you obtain of this video? cheering yeah. for the Vancouver Canucks, ah. which, is, which is such a disappointment that you guys would step off the Vegas Golden Knights bandwagon okay. just for the opportunity to see me fail. And it blew up in your face. And for the first that's time, another opportunity for me to sit here and go, okay. winning. Okay. Uh, how, how, what, what would you say your, uh, your, your win percentage is on these types of situations when you throw out a stat when you say ah you know what the golden knights that should say a one on the scoreboard because they score first all the time i'm gonna go from right to left with the number okay zero zero dot zero 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 one one thousand percent i am El Perfecto when it comes to this. More like El Lamo. Nope. Last 24 hours, I am undefeated. Oh, I hope you come with a that, lot of stats That, tomorrow. I'm telling you, is a winner. You, in the Twitterverse, you know what they call that? Hashtag winning. Mic drop, but I'll come back for hour number two anyway.